0: Hello ladies and gentlemen and welcome to episode number 11 of the completed podcast where we talk everything magic the gathering related with a focus on competitive magic with some friendly banter along the way today we have fellow co-hosts Cameron and Brandon Smith how are you guys doing today
1: what up
2: how's it going how are everybody
0: yeah so uh, last episode we talked about Tanner being on the pro tour and uh, good old Cameron Spanner here uh, i's joining us this week. Uh and I believe we're all going to Dallas, correct? Yes sir. Awesome, awesome. Yep. So, as far as we know, it's Pioneer, correct? That's,
1: That's what yeah, I've been we, told. It is Pioneer
0: 100%. All right. So, let's let's get into into Pioneer. So, uh what do you guys think of the format at the moment? Um you know, what, what decks do you guys plan on playing, on testing?
2: I, uh, for one, think Pioneer's butt-cheek booty dutter. <laughs> I don't like this format at all, but I'm just going to play Lotus Field and continue to practice it and just ignore
0: everything my opponent does and combo off. So you're going the, the Pro Tour strat, where it's just ignore your opponent, kill him dead? Absolutely.
1: Nice, nice.
0: What about you, b Money?
1: Um, uh, I not like that at all. (laughs) Uh, I don't know. I've been testing a lot. I've really liked a few decks. Um, I don't necessarily, I I was thinking about playing the creativity deck, the, um, your Hulk deck, but I just don't like always having to just, like, go for Opus, basically. It just doesn't feel good. Um, so if I were to do it, it'd probably be the Worm deck. Um... But yeah, uh, and then like I've been really liking playing Greasefang, so and I think Greasefang has a decent matchup matchup spread, and a lot of people don't expect it, so we will see where it goes. But I'll be testing basically all the way up until uh, that. You know, I think we have like what two weeks, three weeks. So I will be testing on Moto constantly to figure out what exactly I want to play. Uh, there's a non-zero chance that I play some random deck out of nowhere, like some attracts a pile or something. So. Fuck yeah, dude.
0: <laughs> yeah, I'm leaning towards, uh, you know, blue-white. So, I mean, oh, what else can I say? It's, it's the one format where uh, blue-white's really good. So, uh, I'm excited to, to kind of take it and try to LCQ
1: yeah uh, I mean that'd be that'd be the goal I uh, I don't know the formats pretty wide open I think that there's gonna be a lot of red black in the room because red blacks clearly just far and away the best deck um, it's the most consistent uh, I re- I went to an RCQ this past weekend 32 player maxed RCQ um, and there was seven red black decks and seven mono green decks in the room uh, so and then there was just a bunch of random stuff in between there, like a couple of creativity decks. I was the wow. only one on Grease Fang. There was uh, Green Black Aristocrats in the finals. That was kind of cool. That is pretty finals. cool. Oh, yeah. Congrats
0: yeah. on the top four, by the way.
1: Congrats. Oh, yeah. It. Yeah, it wasn't the win. I punted in top four, but yeah, whatever. Do you so, want to get into that? I mean,.
0: Would you like to talk about it? Or is I, that something you don't want to talk about?
1: I'll, I'll talk about it. It doesn't matter. I mean, so... I'm playing against... Uh, I don't know if I want to name drop, but... I'm playing against a very well-known Magic player. Uh, Dreamhack winner Magic player. Uh, and he's playing Mono Green, And the board state is I have seven cats in play. I have a seeker Chariot in my yard. I have Greasewing in play. Um, and... I have one card in hand, so I draw for turn, and I draw Collective Brutality. Uh, his board is a Flipped Pelucranos, an Elvish Mystic, and an Growth Troll, uh, as far as his creatures go. He had like a couple enchantments on his lands and stuff. But um, So I was basically just looping a seeker chariots left and right, uh, making a bunch of cats, um, and not attacking until I could really alpha him. Uh, he was kind of just drawing air the entire for like three turns, so it was like fine. Uh one time he drew a carn yeah, like a couple turns earlier he drew a carn and like when got to Ormond's crypt, sacked it to get rid of my Parhelions in my yard and stuff. Because um, I had like Parhelion and Boat in there. But um so I have seven cats in play. Uh, I have a a three two. Um I always forget that creature's name. Um what's the connive dude?
2: Rafine's informant. Yeah,
1: so I have a three two of Rafine's informant. I have a one one Seder Wavefinder, I have a Grease Fang, and yeah, like I said, seven cats. So I draw Collective brutality for my turn and I chose to take the line of protecting like the the value of my Grease Fang by not attacking with it, but I mismathed because I didn't count for the math that the Grease Fang damage would do. Uh, so if I just, uh, so basically what I did is I took the Seeker Chariot out of my yard with the combat trigger, I put two more cats into play, I then sacrificed the Seekest Chariot that came out of my graveyard that turn to the legendary rule, put it back in my yard, I crewed with the Grease Fang, and I attacked with everything. So, in my head, I'm counting the Grease Fang math, but... I'm not attacking with it. So, like, my opponent is at 14, and he has a 6 6 Pelucranos in play with Life Blink. So, he's essentially at 20 life. I attack with everything. I put him to 3 after the attack. Uh, I have Collected Brutality in my hand. Uh, But as soon as I attack, I realize that I chose the wrong line. Because if I just Collected Brutality uh, escalate with the land that's in my hand, uh, and I kill the elf and then drain and gain him. He goes to exactly zero with that attack if I crew with the two cats that I created off the chariot. So as soon as I attacked, I realized that it was wrong and it was a really hard punt and I lost. And then he ended up winning uh, the finals uh, against the greenback versus the grass player. So yeah, it was uh, it was an unfortunate punt, but I will not make that mistake again. So that'll be a good thing.
0: Yeah, that's, that's a big thing with... Uh, quote unquote punts like that. It's that you just you never forget. You know, you go home, you're driving home, and you're just kicking yourself in the ass the whole time.
1: It just hits you.
0: Yeah, you're it's just fun. like, oh. oh god. Oh yeah, dude. it was
1: mad depression moments, dude. I was like, because like the so the Greenbacker Aristocrats player was uh, he like he's like, look, I, I understand you just lost, like it sucks. He's like, but I'm kind of glad you lost. And I was like, why is that? He was like, because that matchup for me is terrible. He's like, you could have just walked right through to the finals. Or walked right through the finals. So I was like, well, that makes me feel even better that I just punted. And then my, my <laughs> opponent was like, yeah, don't worry. Like, it's you would have just walked right over me. Yeah, but no. I'll, I'll qualify for Atlanta this weekend when I go and play in another RCQ, so. Easy clap.
0: Hell yeah, dude. So, um, again, congrats on that top four, buddy. Sorry about, you know, what happened, but. At least you learned something from it, you know? It's not a game where you just lost and you didn't learn anything from it. Yeah. Um. But, yeah, uh, Cameron, Lotus Field. So what's what's making you want to play Lotus Field at, um, in Atlanta? Or Dallas, not Atlanta.
2: I played it a long, long time ago whenever the form- format first came out. Uh, so I feel really comfortable with the deck. Like, I know it's totally different, but the combos just – once you get there, it's whatever. The fun part about the deck is trying to live to the, get to that point, uh, and it, that part it's still pretty similar to what it was back in the day. Uh, I think that it's a really cool deck, and I think it's has like a pretty good red black matchup as long as they don't like necromancia or sees you out of the game. Uh, the deck that I'd most be wor- that I would be mostly worried about is the uh, mono white aggro deck, the Humans deck, mm-hmm. because they're so fast and so consistent.
1: I don't They're know if that deck shows up anymore, though. That deck's kind of been pushed out of the meta, so just because yeah. like all these, all these like blue red control decks like are just making mono white unplayable.
0: That is true. It feels bad too. The deck's
2: pretty yeah.
1: fun. yeah. No, the deck's very fun, but I think the presence of like all these. Gear Hulk like creativity decks that are playing, four fiery impulse and volcanic smite and like all these like like easy cheap removal spells just make mono white look like a child in a man's game. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it'd be like a little t-ball player going to play like against somebody that's throwing ninety-five mile an hour heat. So yeah, no.
0: That's fair. Uh I don't know. I think the deck's still very good. Um but yeah, like you said, there is a lot of there's there's ways to combat the deck now, which there wasn't back in the day. Or at least not as as, as efficient. None of them like blue even blue white struggled because you know, Thalia. And they just get under you so fast. It's just yeah, they it kinda tem-
1: have temporary lockdown, which is exactly. like <laughs> insane cards.
0: That's a good ass card. Exactly. It's also really good against mono green. Like you, you think it wouldn't be, but it's just, it's just good against mono green. It's uh, pretty good versus red black too. Honestly,
1: situationally, I think it's good against mono green. But
0: yeah, like when they go like double elf, like Othanissa hits Wolfalo Havens.
1: Yeah. Until they just like play mono three drops that they have in their deck. <laughs> yeah. Once they start playing the three drops, you're kind of
0: looking <laughs> stupid. Yeah. Hopefully you can, like, slow them down and then, like, farewell them.
1: Yeah. Yeah, for sure. The, um... Uh... No, I, I I think that a lot of... I, well, I've noticed that a lot of people are playing around with, like, these Rona combo decks. So I wouldn't doubt that there's going to be a non-zero number of people that are just testing the Rona combo decks and trying to make it, like, the best combo deck in the format. Yeah, I, think... I have
0: seen that.
2: I think that deck's really, really good.
0: Cool. It's like Deskai kind of
2: Ascendancy, but it doesn't suck I mean,
0: <laughs> Just guy kind Ascendancy of used to be, like, really good, right? What happened to that deck? Uh,
2: uh, it's a mean? million colors and a million pieces, and it's really easy to disrupt.
0: People play yeah. Omnath. Piles, I mean... Yeah, yeah but Omnath... Combo deck. It just people plays are, all the best cards. That is true. That is true.
1: Yeah, people play Omnath because of the values. They don't play it because they're trying to combo off. <laughs>
0: That's fair.
1: The, uh, and then also, there's just, like, so many cheap ways to remove the Ascendancy now that, like, I mean, that's I'd true. be the first person to be like, let's play some, let's play some just guy Ascendancy Monastery Mentor pile, and let's fucking just send it, but, dude, maybe that's, maybe that's the thing. Maybe I tried that. Maybe I wow. try playing some just guy wow. Ascendancy Monastery Mentor decks, and no one sees it coming, and I just rail everyone.
0: Wait. No, we're totally not going to do that.
1: Oh uh, yes, we're totally. We're not, not going to test idea. that. No, I'm just kidding. That, that's terrible. <laughs> <laughs> what well, I mean,
2: turn three mentor, turn two, you play turn two the red dude that flips with prowess into mentor into Jessica ascendancy. Yeah, how do you lose? You're
1: probably dead by then. Shut up, man. mentor. <laughs> yeah, mono green already has a, a five six in play. And and the two Nicholas <laughs> <dip those attributions. laughs> Yeah, I don't know. I think that in paper, the, I think Pioneer like is the is like one format where the online meta doesn't necessarily convert to the paper meta, like it, like people would think. Yeah. yeah. So I think like for the, I mean, ex- Atlanta was a prime example last time, right? Like there was a. We thought mono green was going to be the most represented deck, and like it was going to do well, and then it just like didn't end up doing very well. It was the most represented deck, but it just like didn't end up doing very well. And then red black just kind of took over the tournament in numbers, anyways. And then the top eight ended up being like eight random decks, but yeah. So, um, I don't know. I think the I think there's I think mono green is going to see a resurgence because of cards like Pelucrinos and things like that, where I will say Pelucronus is really good against Greasefang, whereas like Mono Green before struggled against Greasefang, uh, because they were just faster and they would just have four fours that would fly over them. But
0: yeah, with like, having
1: reach and being a four five, it yeah. blocks Angel so well.
0: That is so. true. I like. I feel like the Mono Green versus um versus the the Greasefang matchup, it came down to one of two things. It was either um. You could get on the board really fast and like have a cavalier in play, like ASAP, or you just had ramp for Karn on like turn three, like that was like the best thing. Because if you get Karn in play, like you're you're just you're setting pretty. Like they they can't do their combo. Um, but some games they just fucking kill your one drop untap, kill your other one drop, and then turn three they grease bang you. It's just it feels forward. but
1: yeah. Um, that's like i uh, I I've been i was playing the weird version. Like I was playing like the all in combo version instead of like the delirium version. And I think I like it better. I I think everyone's like leaning towards playing the the um the delirium version of the deck with like Vessel of Nascency and and Traverse Ovenwald and stuff like that, but I I just I like just Eldritch evolutioning away my creature and just like comboing on three. Killing it just feels so much better.
0: It's that combo player at heart, dude. You don't like to dirtle. You just want to do what the deck does, and that's it. Like, win or lose in five minutes. Just get me, get me up off this table so I can go have a sick break or something.
1: Oh, uh, yeah, for sure. Oh, I was – you know what's funny is in that tournament, I was – no joke. Out of the five rounds, four of the five rounds, I was the first match done. Like, literally every time.
0: Oh, <laughs> yeah. Four out
1: of the five rounds I was the first one done. I just sat around. Like one match, I finished my my round one. I finished when there was forty one minutes left on the clock. I killed him. I killed him in nine minutes. <laughs> gross. Yeah, gross. <laughs> it was nasty. Had it all. Yeah, I just went turn one stitcher supplier, turn two grizzly salvage, turn three parhelion. My opponent conceded.
0: Dude. Uh... <laughs> <laughs> And then you look over and you just see me pouring sweat just fucking casting memory deluge. b Money's just like, oh, okay. I'm going outside. <laughs> that's yeah,
1: that's what I'm saying. Like that's why I like that's the decks I like playing though. I don't know. Oh, I respect it. I like getting shit done and just being able to do whatever I want.
0: I totally respect it. Like I could probably know.
1: finish the whole side event when I play decks. Like It's
0: probably true. So um While we're on the topic, I saw that um, you've been testing the five-color midrange deck. That deck seems fairly new. Um, What do you guys think about the deck?
1: It is, but it isn't. I think the reason that it's making a resurgence is because of red-black.
0: So do you guys think that's the way... Like, you know, realistically speaking, we know... uh, dallas is going to be very red black heavy um because why wouldn't it be it's the best deck in the format
2: right
0: um do you guys think the best way to attack the meta would be playing those five color decks or do you think we should um i don't know maybe think of different ways to attack the meta. like do we think it's going to be more mono green like what are your, what are your guys's uh thoughts on that
2: I think the most played decks are going to be red black, one of the Rona variants, and uh, probably just some variant of the creativity deck.
1: There's going to be top three. I, I think that I think that Mono Green will still be the two most represented decks. Uh, yeah, I think the raw power level of Mono Green is just like undeniable. People will play it because they know it's consistent. and They know it's good. Uh, same thing with Rakdos. Uh, I think that if you want, I, I think that if you, if you're really good at control and you can like compartmentalize playing the deck and ending games quickly, you get rewarded at this tournament. I, I, and obviously the right, like the right, uh, configuration of the deck. Like some people are on the side of playing the lay on arms version. Some people are not on the side of playing the lay on arms version. But
0: I personally I, think I'm gonna be playing the lay down arms version.
1: Yeah, which makes sense because, I mean, exiling like uh, a Cavalier Thorns or whatever, like exiling a Shieldred, like stuff like that is just like super good. Mm-hmm. Exiling um,
2: an Elvish that on turn one.
1: I mean, that too, yeah.
2: March just and,
1: that. I mean. It can use the Exile White Card brand. Yeah, sure, <laughs> sure. <laughs> um, but no, I I have a buddy uh, that lives in Texas uh, that qualified for Dallas playing blue-white. They call him the Wafo Tapa of Texas. Uh, so, because, like, all he plays is control. Like, when we went to San Diego, he played just got control. Um, and, yeah. He's just he he's I've t- I talked to him yesterday and like he's kind of flip flopping between the lay down arms version or not, and also he was talking about how good Sunfall has been. Uh, so good. I don't know. It, it just you kind of it's hard to do without just like testing multiple variants and seeing which ones you feel the best are. But at the same time, I think like I said, you get rewarded if you're a really well versed control player at this tournament,
2: which yeah, hopefully um, Christopher Vega is the best control player I know.
0: I'm I'm hoping it pays off because I don't know, man. Like last time I took Mono Green to um uh, to Atlanta, was it? Yeah. It just felt horrible. I did so bad like day one. Um, like. I went oh four day one. 0-5 was it? It was terrible. And then day two, I bubbled thirty third playing mono green and like that whole day also just felt miserable. Like I can't I can't play decks like that. Like
2: But that's why um, you're gonna play mono uh
0: blue white. Mono mono blue white. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Shut up, man. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know why I didn't play blue white at that event. I think I was just so like, oh I have to play the best deck. You were so I just
2: I kept telling you to play mono blue white, mono blue white, and I blue kept saying, "Nah, dude, I have to play mono green. I got a cash
0: cavalier on turn four. <laughs> I did. <say> that. <laughs> no, dude, the stack's broken. I have like the big thing behind me, like from uh, Sonny, where he's like pointing at the board, and there's all this string all over the place. Yeah, and I, I really regretted taking um, taking mono green in that event.
1: He really regretted it. Oh, I yeah. mean, you even said after the event, you're like, I didn't really test, I I, I didn't really like, practice. You just kind of jam games. so. I did jam
0: games. I didn't have uh, what is that called? Yeah, I played a fuck ton on Moto and just kind of learned the sequence of the deck, but I never really like sat down and was like, got into the
2: nuances.
0: Yeah, like I yeah. wasn't like fully fleshed out with the deck. Like I knew how to combo worked, um, but I think my biggest problem was mulligan decisions. I think I was just not there with that. I think I would keep very greedy hands. I wouldn't I, mulligan as often as I should have. I'm also pretty sure that you
2: just played against Red, Black three rounds in a row. I I'm did. That, by yeah. and watched you one of your opponents go, turn one Foxes, turn two double Foxes, turn three Fable, turn four Shieldred.
0: Yeah, no, that, <laughs> that event was brutal, man. I could not get away from Extinction Event. Everybody was running like two or three in the main, which God knows we're never beating that card. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I mean, it just happens. People were prepared for mono green. The deck was very good at the time. It still is. So,
1: yeah, I, I don't know. So, the, as far as the five color mid range deck goes, like, I think against all the creature decks, like your red blacks, your, you know, your grease fangs, your um, aggro decks, your spirits, your rogues, your gruel mid range, like those, those decks, I think five color mid range, like Omnath piles, just beat up on. But the then they just, like, hard lose to decks like Grease Fang and Mono Green and Control. Yeah, wait, like, do you
0: hard lose to Control?
1: I, I currently think that if... Because... So here's the thing. It's a bring-the-light deck, right? Yeah. So Control players, like, literally will just sit there and just let their opponent do whatever until they're like, okay, go for my payoff. And you're just like, no. It, it just... And they don't have, like, a plethora of, like, early creatures that, like, allow you to get back in the game. The only problem card, I think, for Control would be Fable. Like, Fable's the only card that, like, gains you a ton of value. Yeah. Uh, that is very cheap and, you know, you have to interact with, essentially. Uh, other than that, like, they're just playing omnas They're playing Bring the Lights for Valky. They're playing, you know, uh, Leyline Bindings, which is terrible against Blue-White, really. Like, it only hits for Planeswalkers. Like that's really it um and it's playing you know like cards that deal with all like the red black decks basically like it's a, it's an answer to the red black decks so if you played five color at that tournament and just played against red black all day you would probably just go undefeated because red black has a terrible matchup it was so at that tournament this past weekend i i got to draw into the top eight but the match next to me the table down table four it was red black versus five color. The red black player like w- curved out perfectly. Like turn one, thought Seize, turn through t- turn two, uh, bloodthirst harvester. Turn three, um, fable. Turn four, children. And the the omnath player is just like, okay, here's a leyline binding. Okay, here's a uh, you know here's another leyline binding. Here's a, my own fable. Here's an omnath that I with but with, with I have fabled passage. So then just like cast a bring the light for five. Goes and gets escaped to the wilds, you know. Plays more thing, you know. Kills a whatever. You know what I'm saying? Like it's just, there's it, just a lot of value. Um, but it just beats up on the red black deck. So,
2: I could see that. Yeah, that deck seems like it's really fun to play. Honestly.
1: Oh yeah, it just it reminds me of the Orion piles in modern.
0: So. My I guess my main concern with uh the five color decks against control is that all their cards have like inherent value, but I guess it's it's not comparable to like modern
1: you know Oh, not even close. Yeah. You don't ha- you don't have the elementals you can ephemerate and stuff like that, so Yeah, yeah, exactly. Like, also just like ephemerate as a card is just insanely good. That card's uh, yeah. That, uh, yeah. And I think the difference between the modern version and the pioneer version is you can't really play like a mul- like a multicolor control deck because you don't have access to cards like counterspell. Whereas like counterspell in that deck is pretty easy to splash in modern, but
0: yeah. So what else would it be? Um yeah. so for sure the oh. five-color decks are going to be at least decently well placed in that room.
1: I, um, I think the gearhold deck will show up pretty pretty well. Uh I just think that the Gear Hulk deck requires a lot of play testing. You think so? Yeah, I think your 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 micro decisions when playing the deck are super important. because um, you're only playing uh, essentially, I mean, essentially eight, nine win conditions. So like, your Magma Opus is your are your win condition. Your Torrential Gear hulks are your other win condition, and then you have yeah. one Hall, one Den. So yeah. Like, if they just know how to play the deck, like, play against you, and they just counter a whole, you know, get rid of your gear hole, you can't get an opus back, it's just very fragile. But
0: that's true, yeah.
1: You probably get rewarded for, you know, um, uh, whatchamacallit. I will say that that deck is very good with Divide by Zero. I think Divide by Zero is a super, super good card.
0: Divide by I, Zero is very underrated. I think the cards very good, too.
1: Yeah, and I guess you have, like, cards in your board. Like, you have Mascot Expedition that you can go grab.
0: See, I don't... That, I get it. There's not a lot of good learned cards, right? Like, mm-hmm. Mascot's probably, like, one of the best. But even, like... I just... I don't know. There's something about a 7-mana card. What is it? 8-mana, 7-mana? Just for, like, what? Seven. 7. For, like, what? 10-mana worth of stats? I guess it's fine. Like... Yeah, you Make get a, a, what, a 2-1 flyer?
1: You get a, yeah, you get a 2-1 inkling with flying, you get a 3-2 red and white spirit, and then you get a 4-4 four, four blue and red elemental.
0: So it's like, what, how many, how many, how much PT is that? That's, uh,
2: it's a 9-7, nine, nine, yeah. 9 7
0: I guess that's not terrible, that, that's not terrible, and it's split across different bodies, it's it's,
2: or also like, uh, it's also a free card it because it's it's like wished from a thing so
1: correct yeah it's just it you just get it incidentally from casting another card that that is true. an opponent's threat so
0: that is very true
1: but so, i I, mean, I did see like plays where people were like gear hulk divide by zero back like um like, divide by zero back on Leyland Binding that has a gear Gearhulk under it, and then they just, like, opus, opus, like, just go crazy, and I'm just like, yeah, there's there's definitely lines in the deck that are great, but I don't know. I think the deck's really fragile. That's fair.
0: So we think, I mean, do you think that, you, so we do think that deck's going to have some showing. We also think the five-color decks are also going to be, you know, kind of prevalent, red, black. Well, do you guys think control is going to be on a major upswing at this event, or do you thought do you guys think no. people are just going to ignore it?
1: I think people are just going to ignore it like always. People, so obviously, unless the, f- oh, I'll uh, yeah, I'll let Cameron answer first because I want to make sure I word this correctly.
2: <clears throat> I'm sorry. What was the question one more time?
0: Yeah, if we so think I'm that, uh, it it, like, how do we think people are going to respond to control, or if they're just going to completely ignore it? Do you think it's going to be big?
2: Oh, uh, I'm sure people are just going to keep playing the cards that they know that they like to play in this format, and they're going to try to be uh, red, black, and just creativity in general and mono-green. I don't think they're really going to worry about control. I think Booter is going to like throw some cards in their sideboard, like throw two or three cards in their sideboard. Like I'm playing Sphinx and Dramoka uh, and Lier. but like, I'm not playing them just because of control. I'm just playing them just in case I hit control. Gotcha. <clears throat> I'm like changing yeah. anything to beat control
1: deck. Yeah. Um, yeah, no, I don't think that people uh, will play, will switch to playing control decks in a format where red-black is dominant and you can play Thoughtseize. Uh... Most players don't want to have to learn the matchup spread that blue-white has to know in order to be successful, like and go deep in a tournament with control. And it's also not a format where this control deck is traditional in enough enough sense to make it like a necessarily like a like a Drago deck essentially. Because you do have to like cast your Wandering Emperors. You do have to like think about your your marches and your lay down arms and stuff like that, and make sure you're picking your right spots. But i think that you you have to take a lot more work to become a good control player in pioneer right now than you could just picking up the deck and being like all right cool control is control let's just do the thing the control does um so yeah i think that the control players will get rewarded uh for playing the deck and playing the deck well but i don't think you're going to see a spike in the amount of control decks that are there
0: gotcha so you don't think people are going to be, like, packing, like, you know, a heavy amount of, like, thought distortion or anything like that?
1: No. Oh, no. The only deck that plays thought distortion is Lotus Field. Yeah. you might. Fair. Yeah. You might play against one person that's like, oh, I'm playing, you know, oh, I, I'm jaded because I played against it one time in an RCQ. Like, <laughs> And, like, they're like, I'm playing in the sideboard of my red black deck. Like, no. I'm
2: playing three in the main. <laughs> <laughs>
0: I know there was a player at the pro at the Pioneer Pro Tour that was playing four thought distortions. I don't know if you guys remember that. It was disgusting. They were and, ready for that matchup.
1: The man was down horrendous against control.
0: God. That's just insane to me, honestly. So yeah. overall you guys are feeling pretty confident about Pioneer. You guys think it's uh one of the better formats at the moment? No.
1: No, he Cameron hates it. I, Cameron hates
0: it, but I think
1: it's jeeks. I I love Pioneer right now. I think Pioneer is great. I think it's fun. I don't think there's like much oppressiveness to the decks. Like I don't think that your red black matchup is basically unwinnable. Like, you know, you can always technically win against red black, no matter what deck you're playing. Obviously, it you know it takes some stars to align with some decks, but
2: there's no point to lie. Just accept your L and move on.
1: There's no L. There's
2: an L. There's so many Ls.
1: I should have taken so many Ls against all these decks that I played against Saturday, but I won. So, liar. What? Okay. I I
0: I think that's what I like about Pioneer. It just feels like your deck always has a chance.
1: Yeah, you there's it's not like modern where you just like play an elemental and your opponent's like, Well, I lose the game now. Yeah. <laughs> like Yeah, like, oh, I'm gonna play this grief. Uh I'm gonna feign death my grief, and you're just like, Well, I lose now, sick. <laughs> <Yeah>.
2: <laughs> That's fair. You can do that with like brain maggot or something, right? No. It's like Saget
1: with the turn no. on his back. No. Get out of here.
0: He's on with something. Let him cook. Yeah, Y'all you can
1: Eerie Interlude it. That would make sense.
0: Ooh, wait. Hold on. Pause.
1: No, it's not Y'all are I cooking. Magic card. No. Hold up. Mini <laughs> in here. Talk about no. Y'all are, <laughs> Interlude.
0: Y'all are cooking right now. Did you now. guys
2: know that I invented a deck a while back called Eerie Interlude? He did. That, oh, deck, yeah? was, was, that deck was really fun. And it came straight oh, yeah. from my mind and no one else.
1: Ah, uh, yes. Just like me with Money Pile. That was hot. That was hot. Yeah. I know. There's like a version of it that existed before, but it wasn't like Streamlined. So me and old Richard Streamlined, that bad boy. Yeah. That looked super good.
0: (laughs) Yeah. You think? You think? Yeah. You fucked up Modern. Thanks. Yeah. Yeah. You guys literally literally ruined Modern for all of us.
1: Yeah. Well, you guys
0: had to make Ephemerate playable.
1: Like, uh yeah uh yorion
2: sir that's so stupid <laughs> It'd be when money just said you know what what if we took out these cards that were like okay and then all these fucked up cards with ephemerate?
1: <laughs> they they printed companions not me i don't know they keep banning them i know it's because they know that it was a mistake oh <laughs> um, you know i
0: i i hated modern from that point onwards i was like fuck ephemerate, fuck yorion and you, I never knew it, it would be your own, aka fucking B money.
1: <laughs> yeah, sorry about that. I, I do want to talk about something else
2: too. Like Man's really sold out sold, sold <laughs> the sold all of the modern format for one hundred and fifty dollars.
0: Yeah.
1: <laughs> <laughs> um, you remember uh, in Atlanta with a Pioneer event that the um the Aura's deck like made the top eight.
2: Mm-hmm. Yeah,
1: uh, I think that deck just got better. What card? Um, what card made it better? No, no, no. No. Or whatever? no, the I it got I, I like that Cyber Cryptomancer from the new set. The oh uh, one with flash backup one that has hexproof. Why does that make it better? Uh, yeah, because you it's, don't have yeah. you don't have hexproof creatures. You never you only had Glade Cover Scout and that was it. Yeah. So, like, I I think that you having a second uh, Hexproof creature is just, like, super good. Um, no, yeah.
0: Yeah, a lot of people have been talking about it because now, now it's a creature you can play on your opponent's turn to just start suiting up. It's also a protection spell, and it just has Hexproof, like, on its own. Like, yeah,
1: it, it just does
0: everything that the deck really, like, wants. Yeah,
1: yeah. Now, I know that the versions are playing black for, like, some cards. I don't think that's correct, though. What cards? Uh, like, Kaya's Ghost Form, and...
0: That card's uh, okay. It brings it yeah, back when but, it dies, like, right?
1: Yeah, but, like, it's not great.
0: I guess it's, like, Equity against Verdict. It's the only thing I can really think of.
1: Yeah, like, Verdict, and, like, that's literally it. So.
0: I mean, that matchup does seem unwinnable for them.
1: Yeah, like but temporary like,
0: lockdown
1: and... yeah, but, like, at what point do you, like, just concede that matchup and say, if I play against this matchup, I have to get extremely lucky or I, I lose, like... No, you, you yeah, you no, know, I, th- like, I think you definitely just do that. I don't think you, like, dumb down your deck or, like, dilute your deck by trying to put cards like that in it, rather than just being, like, okay, well, if I play against this matchup, I have to get extremely lucky or I die.
0: Yeah.
1: Like, right. And you just hedge your bets against everything else. Yep. Um... But yeah, no, I also am going to test that deck, as crazy as that sounds, because uh, also the deck is stupid cheap, and I already have m- all the lands for it, so, yeah. Um, yeah, and all the, the entire, so everything but the lands is like, is like 11 bucks. So like, That's crazy. Yeah. What? yeah so the lands are the the bulk of the deck the deck's only four hundred and forty seven dollars but the all the lands are the bulk of the deck like the four mana confluencers is 200 bucks for the set so
0: look i'm a, I'm gonna keep it above fifty with y'all right and y'all are gonna cook me <laughs> prepared uh, but I do think that that deck might also be the way to go if we expect a lot of red black and these five color like mid-range decks. Like dude, if we just start suing up boggles and shit, like Yeah. I don't know. I could I could definitely see that deck being like very real. The only,
1: the only thing I hate about playing those decks is they're so glass cannony. They are. Like you have to keep good hands and the and the hands that you like mulligan to five are just usually really bad and you really can't come back from that there's not really any cards besides a curious curious obsession in the deck that like lets you draw cards so it's just kind of but if you don't just keep sevens all day
0: combo decks though a combo Combo
1: true you just play that
0: play light pause your opponent's dead by turn five dude oh like Like, i said and it's good against uh, mono green
1: yeah, exactly. That's what I'm saying. Like you just have unblockable dudes that you just do the thing.
0: Dude, and we have Skrelve now? Maybe, dude, hold on. Maybe maybe this deck is the truth. Maybe we should test that deck a lot. Um It's cheap, so we could all build it and roll up with it. I mean
1: Finding twelve copies of mana well, I guess eight. Well I guess you know, twelve copies of mana components would be kinda hard.
0: Oh, no, we just sorted them, bitches. I yeah, believe I one of
1: them. Two hundred dollars worth of mana complements. Nah.
0: What we can find them in dumpsters or something. I'll, I'll find them.
1: No, they're literally two hundred dollars a playset. I know.
2: We could find them in
0: dumpsters.
1: Facts. That's true. That is true.
0: I don't know. Like the more we talk about this deck, the more it kind of intrigues me. So I think I'm going to do some testing on it. Yeah. But I, I also do just want to play
1: blue-white,
0: though. Yeah. So that
1: would be no, like I, only... Yeah, no, I get it. Um. No, I definitely think the deck's got some form of legs, but it's just... It, you have to be prepared to play that style of deck all day. Yeah. Um. What other obscure decks? Like, the the Neoformer tracks deck's kind of falling.
0: Yeah, I see... That, that was Damn, my that's first... Crazy. Yeah, that was my first fall on the deck is like yeah it's it seems kind of it's like the deck of the week or whatever right um so i kind of figured it was going to start falling out of favor especially considering that like you know like it's not just slam attracts into play it's um you kind of have to build up to her so i think that was that seems pretty easy to disrupt you know but
1: well people just learn how to play against it was the issue like you just you just attack their board and they can never win. So like, if somehow they figure out another way to put attract into play besides like putting cool, either hooting, putting either hooting mandrels or uh, tasker in play, then like you might have some legs there. But it's pretty it's a pretty easy deck to attack. Yeah. As long as you just have removal spells for their dudes, then you're just big chilling. Like that's true. Yeah. They like basically can never hard cast a Traxxas, so yeah, no, um, yeah, Fires decks, eh? They just seem like not. I don't know, not a huge fan of the Fires decks. Uh, I'm not a huge fan of like Love Boat right now. Um, Why do you like Love Boat? Love Boat's sweet. I I, don't, I just don't like. I just don't like that idea. Of doing that, um, Are you and doing also, a girl for school? no, I'm not. I just don't think the deck's very good. I'll say that. Um, also, if you, it, I, I think it, if whoever shows up to this tournament and plays rogues is making huge mistakes. Really? Yeah. I think the rogue's deck sucks. I think the rogue's deck is awful. That deck looks like dookie shit. Well, no. Based I haven't things, seen the deck.
0: Good. I have not seen the deck, so I cannot, you know, give my opinion on it. I
1: mean, it's your typical like rogue's deck. It's got four these golden enforcer, four soaring thought thieves. Um, it's got brazen borrowers, shieldreds, uh, kaitos, Drown the locks. You know, basically like into all you know, all these things, like all these like tempo like or you know blue black cards. Um, but it's just. I don't know, every time i played against the deck, I've absolutely railed it, so, like, not even a question. Whenever you're just like eating their graveyard and they're the locks, don't do a damn thing. You, They just are sitting there with four cards in their hand that don't do a damn thing, it's just, I don't know, I just couldn't play a deck like that, not me. But, yeah, and then angels kind of fell out too, like it's not really relevant anymore.
0: Hey, that's kinda weird. That deck was like I think it's because of blue light. Absurd. I think the yeah, prominence dude. of blue light just kind of pushed it out.
1: Oh, also hidden strings just destroys the deck.
0: Oh yeah, yeah. You don't care about their life total. Absolutely <laughs> not. You yeah. care
1: less about their life total.
0: You some gonna go eat shit.
2: Dude, you're at a thousand? That's crazy.
1: Yeah, exactly.
2: Approach. The only thing you're really worried about is just
1: like killing them before they've like alpha you so um, yeah, I don't
2: know even then you can just grab a board wipe and sweep them
1: true true,
0: true, true so I guess well, I mean, yeah, so we don't like rogues um, angels is kind of falling off spirits, you guys think spirits would be a uh, a good choice for the tournament I think mono blue is
2: always a solid deck Spirits just is a good tempo deck. It serves the same purpose as uh, the Delver style decks do in every other format. So, I think yeah, that if that if your style of Magic: The Gathering is being a tempo deck, then fuck it, just jam it. You'll do all right.
1: I agree. Um, I think the mono blue deck is probably better than the blue white one. Uh, I just don't think spellquellers is very good right now but that's just my opinion. That's true. It does hit Karn, but you know what also hits Karn? Killing your opponent with their, with depleting their life total.
2: That's true. That's big brain.
1: Yeah, I know, right? I thought of that all by myself. Dude, I'm proud of you. Thanks. Nah, I, I, I think that, um, the blue version is always good. Like Cameron said, it's always good to, you know, you can always just run to a tournament.
2: That's true. I personally am a big fan of Spellqueller, but I just think that playing the other white cards kind of suck. Well, like, like, like it just kind of like dilutes your game plan from Mono Blue. But Spellcaller is a really good card. I just think it hits yeah. a lot of good cards in the format.
1: It does, but it also just gets booted out of the game.
2: It does get a but That is voted. true. That's why you counter the boat.
1: With what? Lofty Denial. Not.
2: Yeah, that's uh, Geist Flight Snare. And uh, yes. You bring like, the slip out the back from the board or something?
1: That's fair. That's fair. That
2: is true.
1: It is just a tempo deck. What was I thinking?
2: When in doubt, tempo. I'm out, dog. Yeah. Um, so,
1: yeah. I did see a, a friend of mine, which I'm trying to actually get him on the podcast. Um,
0: is it good old uh, DB?
1: Yeah. Nice. Um, there are He Demon. he. Um, <laughs> He played an RCQ this past weekend with uh, Black White Midrange in Pioneer.
2: Hey, yo, hold up. Does that play um, the token waste and give him Ally of Zendikar?
1: No, it does not. Oh. Um, but it's just like Fatal Pushes, Thought Seizes, Charming Prince, uh, Spirited Companion, Vanishing Verse, Spellbinder, Skyclaves, Wasteland Strangler. Aega loves that card. I do love that card. Uh, it plays um, like four Wandering Emperors, three Shield drifts. It's just a very good like black-white value deck. Um, and it plays like the Invasion of Tavola? T- 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 vol- t- I don't know. For so the one that
0: flips into like an equipment?
2: Is that the reanimate one you're talking about?
1: I think it's the reanimate one. It's five mana,
2: black-white. I think Ooh. so, yeah. The backside says, uh, yeah. your creature tokens have plus one attack and lifelink and on your instep make a one, one flying spirit.
1: Yes. That card. Um, but yeah, so I don't know. The deck's really cool. He's really high on it. He's been playing it a lot. So we'll see. Uh, I'm really, see high it does. On he's, he's supposed to be going to, or he is going to Dallas. I talked to him the other day and he booked his flight. Or yeah, I talked to him today. He booked his flight today. Um. And he was trying nice. to find something to room with. So he was like uh, – he put like a feeler out on Twitter and stuff. But we'll see uh, how he – or what choice he picks when it comes to this. He's been jamming a lot of Pioneer. Like playing in every single Pioneer challenge every weekend for the past like seven weeks.
0: Holy shit.
1: Yeah, so. <laughs>
0: you know, I, I wish I could say the same, but from what I've been hearing, Moto's just been down all the time. So. It's up now. It came out
2: yeah, like it's uh, up 45 now. minutes ago. Let's go! Very nice. Yeah. yeah. Dude, so. That's crazy. We've been recording for like 45 minutes.
0: Yeah, as soon but as we started yeah. recording, they, <laughs> they went on. Oh, for sure. They knew. They were waiting. Yeah. They're like, no pod, no moto.
1: Since we're kind of uh, done... Uh talking about pioneer because we're gonna probably talk about pioneer a lot more coming up uh but uh i wanted to bring something up that was kind of funny uh another kind of like out of the what we're talking do you see the do you see all these plane chase cards going through the roof no dude so tazim it's a planes like a promo planes like like the uh You know, the commander, like, plane ship cards?
2: Yeah, it's a WPN
1: uh, promo. Yeah, it's like a, yeah, promotional planes or whatever. It's the cheapest one is listed on, uh, it's listed medium price on TCG Player is $620 for a plane chase card.
0: $600?
2: I got it for free with the app. What? You know. There's an app called Plane Chase that has all the planes on it.
1: Oh, yeah, for sure. It has Tazine
2: in it, and it costs me
1: $0. Yes, but people want the actual card now because they, like, printed all the other ones, right? Yeah, i am a playing for but... Plane Chase
2: commander. It's kind of a cool little thing you can do.
1: Um, I, I thought it was funny. Brian Cobalt said earlier on Twitter, you guys, what is going on here? I own several of this thing. Someone trade me a Volcanic Island, please. <laughs> so... Jesus. I thought that was
2: funny.
1: Damn. Yeah, no, that's pretty crazy. Um, A lot of these cards are... uh, All these random cards are going up because these new cards they print, which is crazy. If only you had an inside source where you could talk to someone at Wizards and know what cards to pick up. True. Yeah, true. (laughs)
0: Dude, I don't know. I'm still thinking about the whole... Yeah, that's what I was literally about to say. I'm still thinking the about the whole. I'm still thinking about the whole Pinkerton thing.
1: Oh. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, I love I'm... how they like send the Pinkerton to that guy's house. We talked about it briefly last pod, but they sent him to that guy's house, and uh, the set released like what a week ago.
0: Yeah, yeah.
1: And then like.
0: <laughs> it's a 50 card set too. I didn't know that.
1: Set. Yeah, it's a 58 card set.
0: Dude, I genuinely thought it was like the next huge big set. I didn't know aftermath was like so small and kind of irrelevant yeah, in a way. Dragon yeah. Ball
2: brought this big box of stock and it was like it was like this big. Like I was able to hold it just like <laughs> in two hands and I was like, dude, where's all the pre-release kits? And he's like he started freaking the fuck out. <laughs> he was like, What do you mean, pre-release kits? And he started like freaking the fuck out and like looking online and I was like, Oh wait, my bad. This who is has-
0: who is Greg again? He's the he's the owner of what store and what location again?
2: He's, I uh, He's the owner of McNabb Gaming in Gautier, Mississippi.
0: That's it. I know that story. That's a really good story. You guys should check it out. Um, but yeah, no, that, like that, that that's so petty, man. It's aftermath. Like, yeah, just send them an email and be like, we'll send you another booster box of fucking mother of the machine, like. Well, we already went into all that shit. <laughs>
2: Mother of machine, march of the machines. Is it it's march of the machines? Yes, yeah, it's
1: march of the machines. But Mommy's okay. on it. Oh, Mommy
0: not is on it. I don't know. I'm so I'm very excited for Dallas. I hope
1: uh I didn't think you were gone.
0: No, I'm I'm definitely wanting to go. Oh, you're, okay, got you, got
1: you. You're definitely yeah, wanting yeah. to go, got you. Yeah,
0: just got to talk to my boss, but
1: I'm very excited tour. to
0: jam blue white. Dude, imagine like winning an L C Q and then fucking making the Pro
1: Tour. Yeah, that's what the guy that made top eight with that five color mid range deck did. That five He's color ramp different. deck. He went 5-0 in an L C Q and then went X and three in the whatchamacallit. We got like tenth place in the R C and then or like yeah, tenth like place in the RC and then top eight of the Pro Tour. Back to back to back. Bang, bang, bang. But he's built different. Easy peasy.
0: You're His deck was different. also very well well positioned. Yeah. But yeah, um, I guess we're kind of coming close here on, on the episode. Is there anything specific you guys want to touch on before we uh, close out the episode?
1: Yeah, yeah. I want to do the tournament pick him. Let's do it. Oh, okay, yeah.
2: Start it well, off. What else you got I, here? Was, I, I was gonna say, uh, how excited are you guys for Diablo 4 to come out? Oh
1: no! The day get we get here. back from no. Dallas. <laughs> no, Magic related. It's, it has to no, do with Dallas. No, it doesn't.
0: Get it out of, out out of here. City. Diablo set when? This? That's what we need. We need a Diablo yeah, a Diablo, so. Diablo crossover.
1: They're doing the Mister Who thing. So, Mister Who. Yeah. Who, Doctor Who, <laughs> Doctor Who. Sorry. My oh this my dude. god! Get this
2: dude out of here. This man some keys.
0: Look at this dude. Alright, let's see turn pick and pick 'em. Go ahead, start us off, new money. Uh
1: Pioneer, I am re jamming Grease Fang. Uh oh wait, uh I'm not supposed to say that because I have an RCQ coming out this weekend. Um yeah, I'm re jamming Grease Fang. <laughs> um standard I'm playing Red Black Atraxa. Uh or like a red black Atali deck. Uh reanimator, call stuff like that. Uh, modern, I'm actually probably leaning towards playing Rhinos. I think Rhinos is super good. Um, yeah, so that's me.
0: Go ahead, Kim. For
2: me, for Pioneer, it's probably uh, Lotus Field, just because, like I said earlier, this format sucks, and I can just ignore what everyone else is doing. For Modern, i probably play Yawgmoth. It's just, like, my favorite deck ever, and i it's the only deck I really have any practice on anymore. <clears throat> and for standard, uh, y'all about to cook me for this, I would play five-color Invasion of Alara combo. I've been working on it. My win record's are actually, like, super good. I added bitter reunions, so now when you make 12 4-4s, you can give them all haste. I actually win. It's kind of sweet. It's
0: got a lot of grinding power. I don't know. I saw you playing that deck, and there were so many triggers happening that um, it looked very fun to play. And when you get to do the thing, you just kind of do the thing, you know? You also play Atraxa
2: and two of the battle that reanimates it. So Sometimes it you just do that on turn five. Turn three, Fable. Turn four, discard it. Turn five...
0: Seven seven.
1: Yeah, seems pretty decent.
0: Does seem pretty decent. Vega, you what's yours? Um, let me think. Pioneer definitely like blue white. Like you already guys like like you guys already know. I'm just gonna jam blue white. Um, standard. Uh oh, I mean I I have to play red black gray animator. And for modern, probably Tron. I'm feeling some Tron.
1: Okay. Off the wall, but okay.
0: Yeah, I just, I don't know. I think Tron's just Tron, you know? Yeah. I felt that. Sometimes it does just, be in just Tron. Do You it. just do the thing and that's it. You call it a day, you know?
2: I'm playing a lot of Tron. Tron's really good. Y'all think I should play Tron instead of Yawgmoth forever?
0: Uh, as your friend, we're going to say no, because we care about your mental health. Um. Yeah, I, I can't tell you to play Tron for the rest of your life, because I feel like, you know, like three years down the road, you're going to lose so many brain cells. No comment.
2: Yeah, basically. No comment on the brain song. Oh yeah, no,
0: chilling. <laughs> no comment. He, <laughs> he's like they're already burnt from the two years off Tron. <laughs> nah, nah, look, people don't give Tron enough credit. Sure, it's it's a strong deck and it does what it does, you know, through a very simple like pathway, right? Like you just do this and this happens, right? But there's, there's a lot of sequencing that people just don't do correctly no, when they play Tron. Not nah, quit lying. The only I'm thing not. they can fuck up is mulliganing. No, and cracking your, like, stones when you're supposed to, you know. Sometimes you got to hold them up to, you know, make green for a later turn. A lot of people don't think about that.
1: Yeah.
0: But, yeah, I, I think those would be uh, my choices and, yeah.
1: For sure, for sure.
0: Anything else, guys?
1: Oh, I think we're good. Awesome.
0: Alrighty, guys. Well, thank you again for joining me, joining me tonight, and again, uh, thank you guys for listening. Please go follow us at Team Underscore Metamorph on Twitter. Uh, send us any suggestions you might have, and or any topics you want us to cover on here on the podcast, and we'll be more than gladly to do so. Um, make sure to go check out the following list. Uh, on team underscore metamorph you can find us there as well um if you want to personally reach out to us and yeah thank you guys again for listening and hope you have you guys have a good night
1: sayonara bye everyone peace